1: Patrick Davis and the Sports Complex. Weekday afternoons, only on The Horn.
0: Hour two here on the Sports Complex on The Horn. We've already talked. Some Big 12 basketball in Texas versus Texas Tech. Tonight, we will get more into that. I know there's more text about it. We'll keep talking about it. Keep those texts rolling in. Uh, We've also talked about a little women's basketball, Texas baseball taking on St. John's tonight. We'll get into that. Big fat poll of the day. Who is the most important person for the Cowboys to re-sign this offseason? Is it one of those big three names that we know need to get new contracts? Micah Parsons, C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott. Is it one of those? Or is it one of the guys that you have to bring back this next season? Is it somebody you feel they need to bring back? Tyron Smith uh, or Tyler Biotish on the offensive line? In the secondary, Gilmore, Jordan Lewis, Jonathan Hankins. You know, if you don't know what Mozzie Smith is, do you need to bring back that defensive tackle? That was the only thing, keeping you from allowing 200 rushing yards a game. Do you need to bring that back? Do you want to bring back Tony Pollard? Because who else are you going to go get? You know, is anybody else going to be brought in? Are you going to draft somebody? Or do you really – you think it's important to get Tony Pollard on a good deal because maybe his season wasn't great last year, but it'll be great next year. The potential is still there, but he was recovering from injury. What do you think? Especially if you get another back uh, to help out there. Maybe he could be even better – uh, let me know what you think on the text line, 512-447-3776. We will get into some more NFL talk. Steven Jones talked to uh, some to the media today at the Combine. Uh, we had some other GMs talking about that as well. Uh, the NBA, there was another big injury a day ago or two days ago that we'll talk about and some ramifications that it could have for Texas teams and across the NBA. Some people who could be interested in it. Uh, and all three uh, Texas teams are in action tonight as well. We'll get into all of that here in the 5 o'clock hour. But let's get back to the text line uh, for you guys. 512-447-3776. Keep these rolling in. Uh, we'll keep trying to get to all of them. My the man, Nate, says, losing a center is tough. Bring back Biatish. I agree. If you don't have a plan, I think bringing back Biotish is there. I talked about it just a minute ago. Uh, I think there is issues of depending on how much his camp feels that he you know, it's always that question. Are you trying to get paid for things you've already done? Or are you trying to get paid for things you're going to do? And in the NFL, we see guys who are those fifth, fourth, fifth, sixth round picks uh, a lot of times trying to get paid for things they've already done. And that's just a bad way to negotiate with owners. They do not feel that they should pay you for the things you've already done and time served, that you were underpaid for those years, so you should be overpaid now. Uh, so I'm just curious to see. Maybe it won't be a problem and they'll get him re signed right away. And. And he'll be back on the team. I think it's a better option uh, to bring him back than really trying to try something else when you're going to have so many other moving pieces uh, on that defense this year to try and keep that offense you know, that did perform well for most of the season uh, as much together as you can other than the running game, of course. Uh, I, I keep that O-line, and you know, if you're going to lose Tyron Smith, that's one big piece. Lose Biotis and Smith would be a two big pieces to lose. Uh, I'm just curious what that contract he's going to ask for was. Locksmith Ryan says, yesterday I suggested we should get rid of RT in order to draw good recruits. You said that Texas isn't going to pay the big bucks for a high-profile coach just for them to lose. Texas has the money and doesn't CDC want all the sports to compete uh, at top 10 national level, even though UT isn't a basketball school. Okay, so again, when we say good draw good recruits, right now, in 2024, Texas is uh, sixth or seventh best recruiting, recruiting class in the country. So if we're saying best bet, draw recruits, Rodney Terry is your guy. He's a great recruiter. And We have a better recruiting class. Some people say the North Carolina. Some people say the Kansas next season. Some people say, so we're up there. We're a top 10 recruiting class right now for next season. Uh, With Ron Holland and A.J. uh, AJ Johnson, who were supposed to be there, we were a top 5 recruiting class with Rodney Terry, and now they walked away. So if Trey Johnson walks away, I get it. If Nick Cody walks away, then I get it. you got to say, okay, well he's not able to keep him down the stretch. Uh, But if we look at last year as an anomaly, and this year is what it will be, then he is a great recruiter. The question is not his recruiting. The question is, can he get you know take that team of guys with only a couple top guys? But again, he has a top ten recruiting class by pretty much every metric for twenty twenty four. So recruiting is not the problem. And again, throwing money at it, I don't. I think Texas has the money to throw at it. I just don't think the amount of money. Like I don't get where the the disconnect is that you think that like Miami or UConn or. Or Kansas, like I don't know where these other schools where you're going to take people from can't match a Texas basketball offer. You're not going to double them up and pay them twenty million dollars. You're going to pay them more than you're paying Sark to be a to be the basketball coach, and they're making that money because it is a basketball school because they don't spend all that money on the football program. That Calipari makes really good money. And Patino can make good money, and and uh, you know UConn and and everywhere else, those guys can make good money as a coach there. So if we're saying, well, we'll pay you three million dollars extra a year, you'll probably never win big because the school is going to get in your way every chance they can get. The players aren't going to want to come here the way they want to go over there, like Dan Hurley at UConn. UConn is a basketball school; they want to play, they want to win basketball games. At Texas, we want to win basketball, but shut up, football's on. And I get that that's, it's an overstatement, but it's true. When you're trying to get a hold of a donor and you're saying, man, I have a I have a prospect on the line, but we need to make sure that NIL is going to work out. And it's football season. You're not going to get a callback. And at UConn, you will. And when you're trying to get you know, better facilities, you're in line behind some other programs. And that's just the way it is. And it sucks, but that's, that's the reality of the, the stress of doing it as a coach at Texas. There's less stress in the sense that, you are not always 100%. The worry is for Kentucky, for for UConn, for uh, Kansas, for uh, Duke and North Carolina. Look, they love football, but even in the offseason for basketball, they're talking basketball what's going to happen and what are we going to do next season. At Texas, that's not the case. So there's less stress on that end, but it's just harder to do. So when I say you can't get a big coach, those coaches know that. There's only really like five or six great, great coaches in college basketball. I mean, look at what Duke and North Carolina, they brought guys up from within. Both those are massive schools with all the budget, and they both hired from within. Like, I, I I, get that it's easy to think that everything works like other sports where there's, you know, 25 coaches out there, and they're all great, and they'd all be a huge upgrade. It's just not that easy. The reality is you have to find people that are going to be the right fit. You Then you have to hire their coaches. And then, so now you're saying you're going to pay him, you know, comparable to Sark, which is crazy because he hasn't won anything at Texas yet. And you're going to pay him up there an eight, nine, $10 million a year to come to Texas. And then you're going to pay his staff all close to a million dollars a year and bring in this. And you got to pay out the guys you just fired. And you got to, I get Texas has the money, but for maybe another win in the tournament. And maybe, and maybe it'll be the same thing. And and you know, there's going to be down years there too. It's not going to be a we win. I mean, even Duke and North Carolina, these are basketball, basketball schools. Kansas, they don't win. They don't go the distance every year. There are years where they're back off. Now, their low ends are usually still around the tournament, but even Duke and North Carolina have missed the tournament before. They all have down years, too. And I think Texas, if they win tonight, we're not even talking about missing the tournament. We're talking about a down year that was still a good year. I think there's just so much pressure that they went to the Elite Eights because Rodney Terry got him the Elite Eight. Now, if he doesn't get into the Elite Eight, again, it's a failure. And that's just not the case. And firing a coach also makes other coaches not want to come here. Because if you say, well, you gave him a year, a very liked guy in college coaching, a guy that every single announcer would tell you deserved the job and that every coach around college basketball said deserved the job, and you fire him after one full season as a head coach, why would I want to go there? Why would I want to go where if I don't produce with a, a you know young guys that I don't even know and who I can get in there and if I don't produce in one year goodbye? That wasn't enough. Like you can't. It's just running a business the wrong way. That's why I'm passionate about it. Is because it's running the business the wrong way. And when people talk about firing Rodney Terry after one season. You're saying, I want to start killing basketball and put it in a a bad situation for the next five to ten years because no one's going to want to touch it, and major players, major coaches, assistant coaches, trainers, players are not going to want to go when they know that it's going to switch every single year at Texas because if they don't go to the tournament and they don't build, then it's not going to be there. So I get it, and I'm I'm not trying to get on you, I'm just saying... To, to get rid of RT to draw good recruits is the first thing you said in that. We have the number six or seven recruiting class on two different sites I looked at for, for 2024. If that's the reason, you're not looking into it enough. Because we have recruits. we're doing, He's recruiting well. And we had a guy who's going to be a top five pick in the draft next year in Ron Holland that he recruited and scouted and did all that. And it just didn't work out. Now, if you want to say transfers to get better transfers, that's a different thing. Because the transfers we got in haven't been producing at the level they need to. But recruits, we're doing. Uh, Texter says, 2080 for percentage to win tonight. Not a lot of love. A little hate there for the count. I get it. I get it. They've been playing really bad. I get it. Uh, Average Joe says, uh, hey, guys, also when you play different sports, uh, different muscle groups get a chance to heal every year. Yeah, and they Different chance to heal and different chance to grow. Uh, You know, that was the whole thing in the last dance with Michael Jordan when he was talking about uh, uh, going to baseball and having to change. When he came back, having to change his body back. Those are different things. Uh, Appreciate that one. And also in the famous words of Rick Barnes, let's go pick a fight. Yes, exactly. Let's get one more, and then we'll talk a little NFL, and we'll come back to it. Texas says, who is the first Longhorn draft this year? Worthy, I think A.D. and Murphy will be in the biggest steal. Uh, Everyone right now is saying Byron Murphy. Byron Murphy is projected by a lot of people, top 15. Uh, He's the only guy basically in every single person's mock draft in the first round for Texas. Byron Murphy is thought to be the number one uh, Longhorn picked by all categories. Now, after the Combine, that may change, but right now he's expected to go into the Combine and solidify that first-round pick selection. Uh, but Byron Murphy is expected to be a, the top pick for the Longhorns in the draft uh, based on what everybody else is saying right now. Let's talk a little NFL. Uh, Stephen Jones spoke to the media today, uh, cleared up or didn't clear up a few things, but I want to play these clips of audio for you of uh, Stephen Jones talking with the Cowboys. We talk about signing players. He was asked about contract extensions, he didn't want to go into it too far about the timetable. But he did say he wanted to re-sign some guys. Here's Steven Jones uh, when he was asked about those contract extensions and those big players that he wants to re-sign.
1: You know, you get to do everything you want to do with the salary cap. I don't think any team does. But, uh, you know, we're certainly going to be able to, uh, you know, go out and go to work and, and, and get the things done that we feel like we need to get done to be successful. Do, do you want to do
0: those deals this awesome? yeah, we're we're not, of you
1: Like I said, won't expand on any
0: details, timing, amount. No, oh, not timing. But you said you wanted to do about
1: three of them. I'm day.
0: not going to say when. Okay. So there's Stephen Jones saying we want to get him done. Well, do you want to get him done this off season? He says I won't say when. He doesn't want to give up any negotiating points. I get that. He was also asked about what Jerry Jones meant when he said all in. Here's Stephen Jones for what Jerry Jones meant when he said they're going all in this off season.
1: I've never known Jerry not to be all in in any given year. <laughs> but uh, uh, you know, you you know, certainly, uh, you know. We've got a great, I think, a great team put together. Uh, you know, I think you know, the last three years, uh, won a lot of football games, I think uh, 36. And, uh, you know, certainly uh, where we have to improve is the postseason. You know, we're going to get the right kind of guys who step up and make big plays in the postseason. And, uh, uh, it's been a challenge in terms of our success there. And uh, that's where we have to improve. Are there any answers that you that you guys have kind of come up with as to what's going on? You know, we're taking a holistic view of this thing, and we'll continue to look at it. Uh, Obviously, uh, being here at the combine is going to be, you know, a great time to spend some time in terms of looking not only at the uh, young players that are going to be out there, but just spending time, you know, together uh, internally, spending a lot of time talking about, uh, you know, what we have to get accomplished. We think in order to uh, take the next step.
0: And that's really kind of the big point there is he says, I don't know when Jerry hasn't been all in, which should tell you, he said that it doesn't mean anything different. We all kind of knew that Uh, it's going to be the same old offseason that it's always been. Now, they're going to try and go get these players resigned. I'm not saying they're not going to try and take the steps to win a Super Bowl. Not saying that, but I don't think they're going to go all out, leverage their future trade draft picks, you know, sign, you know, deals that are going to leave them cash strapped and and struggling in three or four seasons. That doesn't seem like to be the case. Stephen Jones, especially Catboy Stephen Jones, Ain't going to be that guy either to push that. Uh, but he did bring up the point at the end of what the combine really is. As we get into combine week and, and people start to look around. And for Texas fans, it's going to be fun because there is a few more guys at this combine for Texas that are going to be doing the events that have a shot to be drafted high. They're going to be featured. We get to see our two wide receivers and Xavier Worthy and Adonai Mitchell run the 40, which is going to be a lot of fun to watch. We get to see some of these guys go in. But what the real fun of the combine is, is two pieces. One, all the leaked medical reports, uh, finding guys and, you know, those reports where we start to hear the rumors of guys not being healthy enough or being too healthy, you know, having something that they're not sure about, but the reality is the reports that come out when these teams start talking, because they're all starting to be in the same room, and we get to see the offseason really start moving uh, for the NFL while this combine's happening. We said it a week ago. Justin Fields, uh, when they made the trade of the number one pick, the Bears did, and kept Justin Fields a year ago, that was a week after the combine. That was with conversations during, when they looked at the players, they made all their decisions, and that decision was made by the combine. Now, they're saying they kind of went before, but this is the side part for a lot of people's off seasons when they see players and they get to fall in love with rookies and and fall in love with draft picks or they get to walk away and say I don't feel fall in love with any of those guys so watching the combine is a fun thing to watch in The NFL, because you get to see these teams and watch the reporting around it, watch the news that comes out during it, as someone who covers this every day, the Combine is great for the game because it does bring up a lot more people, a lot more reports, a lot more conversations, and we get to see the ball start rolling some uh, during the Combine. But that's the reality. Stephen Jones, he came out today and he said, we want to sign everybody, but we're not going to tell you when. He said, the culture doesn't have an issue. I could play that sound too, but it's the same thing. It's him saying, the culture, we don't think it's an issue. We just need to think we need to get guys who play better in the playoffs, which it's, tells me that you don't understand what you're talking about in that one, uh, or just that you don't understand what we mean by the words culture. What we mean is, do you have a team that you feel can go other way Super Bowl? Well, we just need to team to get the right players and go, well. Your culture is supposed to help develop the right players. And they go hand in hand. I'll give you that. But it wasn't the answer I don't think most people wanted. And uh, also the line, uh, I don't know when Jerry hasn't been all in. That right there is the contradictory to the all. Jerry Jones says we're going all in. Steven Jones says, I don't know when we haven't been all in. And you say, okay. So it looks like more of the same, which is not a bad thing. They're a 12-win team. They're doing all right. Uh, will they be able to pull it off, get some more good draft picks? But that was an interesting couple clips there from Stephen Jones uh, there at the combine. Also, just of note, uh, GM uh, Joel Schoen uh, from the Giants has come out where Saquon Barkley has been tied very heavily to the Texans and basically said, we're going to play hardball with Saquon Barkley and the franchise tag is not off the table. We could franchise tag him again. We got... We got some money to throw around. We're not going to be any good. Why not screw this guy's career over and not let him leave? Because we know that he's kind of our selling point right now for our offense. Because Daniel Jones sure ain't it, and we don't have a wide receiver. So they want to keep they want to keep Saquon Barkley. Uh, for Texans fans that were hoping to get Saquon Barkley, not great news uh, to see that one come in. Why don't we take a break? We'll come back. Get back to the Tex line. Uh, and get to some NBA talk as well. we come back here on the Sports Complex and the Horn 1019, AM 1260,
1: the Horn app, and hornfm.com. The Sports Complex with Patrick Davis of the Horn.
0: You wonder where I've been. I searched to find the love within.
1: I came back to let
0: you know. Got a thing for you. And I can't let go. Back goes the Sports Complex here on the Horn on a Tuesday afternoon. Just trying to play some nice Yacht Rock Lower my blood pressure a little bit. <laughs> Hope the Texas gets that win today, so it lowers it a little bit more. Want to get back to that text line. I get you guys, and I'm being passionate about things. I don't you know. I I appreciate everybody texting in. I don't agree necessarily with everybody. I appreciate you and appreciate your points of view. Uh, you know, I want to have the conversation with you. I want to give you the time of day to give you the uh the conversation. Read what you have to say. and We'll go with from there. Uh, but you know, I want to keep it. You know, we we'll keep. I'm trying to keep it classy as much as I can. You know, we just have different viewpoints. Just have different viewpoints. Uh, back in the text line, but also, if you want to do big fat poll today, it is who should the Cowboys prioritize? Who is the first guy? Who's the who they need to sign this offseason for the Cowboys? Is the big fat poll today? Text line 3776 CBA Scott says, "What do you know about the rumors? The Big Ten and A and M? They're going to talk, but I doubt that there's going to be any switches right now until uh, they solidify what's going to happen." with the new rules and everything else that we're starting to see the, the crumbling of the NCAA and the college football playoff and all of that stuff is going to be taking over. I wouldn't imagine there'd be any changes, but of course A&M wants to go and do whatever else they, they're they care more about Texas. than they care about themselves at points. I saw an article today that was, that was great from A&M fans. That was basically the reason why A&M was going to be better than Texas in the sec. And the, the points were Best case scenario for everything a and is going to happen. Worst case scenario for everything Texas is going to happen. And it couldn't just go, well, maybe we'll be decent and they'll be not as good. It was Texas will have the worst season of all time and A&M will be the greatest. It's just a weird thing. And I know there's Texas fans who care a ton about that rivalry too. Uh, I'm not necessarily, like I, I like the rivalry. It's fun. I don't necessarily have the disdain or hatred of any of it uh, as some other people do. Uh, but I, I think that they will. They'll. They're trying to reach out. They're trying to get things done. They did go to the SEC before. They could try to move to the Big Ten. Uh, but my guess is the other Big Ten and the SEC are trying to trying to figure things out. That there may be somewhat of a truce between the two uh, until we get to the point of you know figuring out the new rules outside of the NCAA, and then that could happen. Then it could happen. Then, but I don't know if they're going to risk. Uh, a breach for a I don't know if they're going to do that. Uh, Texture says, uh, Texas Tech, Big Man, Warren, Washington. Oh, no, that was from this morning. Texas Tech, uh, this is exactly the type of game that Texas Tech blows in and Texas Tech wins. As a Texas Tech fan, I've been dreading this one. I'm hoping that's true, man. Not for your sake, but for mine. And Texas Tech fan here, I don't think I've ever seen tortillas thrown at a basketball game there. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. And, and a reminder, this isn't the last time Texas is going to Texas tech It's the last time the basketball team is the baseball team's going to be in Lubbock in two weeks. Like we're sending the baseball team up there in two weeks. So we'll be in Lubbock. The Longhorns will be in Lubbock again in two weeks. Uh, this is the last basketball game, but it's not the last match between the two. I think there's still a tennis match and there's some other events that'll be done between the two schools before uh, Texas goes off to the sec. So uh, it, there is that. Uh texter says, if the basketball team comes out flat again, it'll be another blowout road loss for this Longhorns team. It could be. It could be. I, I You know, if they come out flat again, I, I'm hoping they'll be able to make an attempt to push back. I know Texas Tech has come out flat a few times this season as well, uh, so you hope to be able to fight into it. The bigger question is last eight minutes. Uh, but, yeah, they could get blown out again. It could be the end of the season. Uh, I think it was you played two really, really good teams uh, in Houston and Kansas, and Houston especially just really, really good Uh, That kind of makes everything look worse and worse and worse than it actually is. They're not great but I don't think they're as bad as people are making them out to be uh, against some of these teams. They're just, you know, they're they're having trouble competing with the really talented teams. And Texas Tech is a good team. They're just not the really talented team with the best players uh, that is, you know, and Houston is a team that is just a solid unit that has been put together by Kelvin Sampson. Done a great job there in Houston. Locksmith Ryan says, love the passion, Patrick. Appreciate that. Uh, text says The biggest problem is that R.T. hasn't replaced the coaches to replace his position under Beard, plus the other ones lost and didn't have a plan B uh, on the two players we lost before the season. No, and I mean, there isn't really a plan B if guys leave right before signing day. You're kind of behind the eight ball, and they got screwed. It, it is what it is. Uh, luckily for college basketball, you can rebuild very quickly in college basketball, and this could be a you know really, really good program again in two years. It could be a good program again next season. A ranked team, especially going to the SEC, I think they'll be winning a lot more games in the SEC when we get there. Uh, Texas, so can RT develop is a question. You know the answer is he can't develop. I, do, I find that insane to believe that we're going to base that off of two players this season. Uh, again, this is, you, this is you, Dave Ram. This is you saying this. You just go, I don't like the guy. I don't like Rodney Terry. I will give him zero benefit of the doubt on anything. We're saying he can't develop any players, even though that's not to be seen. Uh, We held on to other coaches too long that couldn't develop. Why do you love RT so much? I'm saying two seasons. You won't even give the guy two seasons? I'm saying if you fire coaches every year, coaches don't want to come here. And your pessimism about the basketball program because we're a football school is ridiculous. You're the reason why we can't be consistently competitive in basketball year in and year out. I'm not saying to win the national championship every year, uh, but at least competitive in the conference and get to the second week and consistently in the big dance. We have never been that school, Dave Ram. And I get we want to be. But to pretend that if we throw $50 million at the basketball program, we'll suddenly be great is ignorant. We cannot just say throw $50 million. Now, if you want to have actual plans, but all right, let's go talk Jay Wright. Jay Wright, that everybody's mentioned on this text line. You know what he said yesterday? Yesterday. I'm done coaching. They asked him about the Ohio State job. He says, I'm done coaching. So cross him off your list. Eric Musselman, they suck at Arkansas this year. Cross him off your list. Kelvin Sampson last season said, I'm not coming. Stop. When I'm telling you that these guys don't want to come here, it's not because I'm bitter and pessimistic. It's because I read the news. They don't want to come here. They want to get paid somewhere else because they don't want to deal with having one season and, believe, and people believing that if you don't make it to the second weekend every single year, that you're a failure. Hubert Davis didn't make it to the second season last year, and he could win a national championship this year with North Carolina, but people wanted him fired. I, I Give it time, man. That's all I'm saying is give him time. Don't say you can't develop players because we've seen three months of basketball. That's what's crazy. We saw three months of basketball, and you're saying this guy can't develop talent. Kendall Weaver, were you going to say he didn't develop him? We're saying he didn't develop Max A. Smith, who's a graduate transfer, and I.T. Horton, who's a graduate transfer. So two seniors couldn't, weren't developed, and that's the problem. This is why I'm upset. is because you guys don't want to wait. You want to cut the head off because, for some reason, you hate R.T., and I don't get it. That's why I, I don't love R.T. I don't get the hatred for a coach who hasn't done anything terribly wrong. Now, do I despise the fact that we're not getting to the free throw line? Yes, If we want to have those discussions, but fire the coach after one season and go spend $10 million and that'll fix the problem, that's crazy to me. That's crazy to me, and it always will be. I'm going to try and calm down now. Ry Guy from New Mexico says, Why does every interview with the Joneses sound like it's being done in an FBI interrogation room? Uh, Because half of them are. Half of them are, I think. Uh, It says, Even though the NCAA finally gets what it deserves, especially after the Tennessee ruling, I still believe the NIL needs to be restructured. What do you think? It does. There needs to be rules. Uh, but the NCAA needs to go away. There needs to be other people in charge of it. The NCAA needs to get it done. Uh, let's see. Chan says, uh, this is the last game ever for a long, long time. Might throw the tortillas. But again, we're, we'll are we be back in two weeks. Uh, I'd like to see Max A attack the paint if his shots aren't falling. Our team must sit him down, then bring in IT Horton. Our team must also help with some of the pick and rolls to enable Max to make closer and open shots, my humble opinion. I, I agree. The two-man game, you've got to get him more involved in that. I think they're just collapsing off of it. Uh, but hopefully they'll be able to use that and get some open shots against a team that's allowed them to do that before. Uh, he also says, man, if RT, uh, if we fire RT after one year, bad, bad optics at Texas. Uh, uh, first black coach at Notre Dame was uh, fired too soon too, years ago. I mean, Shaka Smart was the first black basketball. I mean, like he was a coach last. So uh, I, I don't think it's that so much as I think it's bad optics to fire a coach who took you to the lead after one season pretending he didn't do it. I think that's really bad optics. Knowing the guys that when I was sitting at the the table and when I was talking to Fran Fraschilla and you talked to whoever who was announcing the games, the general thought among the basketball community is why is Texas not hired Rodney Terry? Texas looks like fools. They look like idiots for not hiring him. That was the general consensus of the basketball community. So when everybody says fire him now, I'm telling you what I heard from guys that have been doing this for 20, 30 years that they said, Ronnie Terry's a great guy, a great coach. He should be the next head coach of Texas. Look at what he's doing. If they don't hire him, why would anybody want to come here? That's why I'm saying this. It's not because it's just me. It's because everyone I've talked to in the basketball world has this one viewpoint. And now you could complain and criticize what he's doing. But to throw the baby out with the bathwater and pretend that everything good he did was some other, some other astro, astronomical thing that somebody else did and it would have happened in the world without him. And every bad thing that has happened to Texas basketball for last year should be solely put on his shoulders. And if you go get a 65-year-old white guy who's won 20 years ago when he was paying players under the table, and that's not Jay Wright, but Jay Wright again said that he'd not come back to coaching for Ohio State. I don't know why, you know, I just don't think he'd come to Texas either. He said he was done. He doesn't want to coach. And I think he's done. I don't think he wants to. He's 62 years old. He doesn't want to rebuild another program is what I think. (laughs) <laughs> texters, uh some LRB like Will Ferrell and the other guys, all good. Nate laughing. T- Patrick is so woke. Very, yes. I, I, what am I woke about again? I don't know what I'm woke about. <laughs> uh, Texas, uh, Dave Ramigan. So because they suck this year, it means something for them, but not when RT is sucking. But, but they don't suck. Like, again, Max A. Smith, Max A. Smith sucks this this last two weeks because they're guarding him better than he's ever been guarded. You can't tell me that at Oral Roberts, he was going up against the best NBA caliber players. He wasn't. That's why he's not playing as well. IT Horton was at UCF. They were not out at Big 12 school last year. He was. Ha- he's playing his better competition. The shots are going down harder. It's, yes. Look, I-, I know the difference. I knew when I played against guys that were better than me because I could beat up on some guys that were not as good. If I went to the pickup court, I could play. If I went to a better pickup court, I would get dominated. Because I wasn't a good enough player. It's a, it, there's gigantic levels of difference between these guys. Max Aseman's always like 5'11". That's a problem. And it just, he hasn't been able to do it. Dex says, LOL, too many experts. Man, Father Ryan, Pat, get big bad. I'm not the biggest RT fan, but he deserves more, uh, deserves more time for a fair shake. That's all I'm saying. That's like my main point across all of this, is give, me, give the guy another year, pretending that, you know, and again, if he wins tonight, we're more than likely in the tournament. And y'all are like, don't doesn't matter. Even if we make the tournament, and look, if we win a national championship this year, then he's fine. But if anything other than that, fire him and go bring somebody else in. I just don't get it. Dexter says they want to fire Sark after one year. Yes, they did. They did want to fire Sark after one year. Uh, I'm glad we didn't fire Sark after one year. It says what well, our dub says, and. uh Dave Rams says, bad optics not to hire him because of the season last year. It was a pity hire because the look it would have had if we had not hired him, not the players. You said the other coaches' teams were losing, uh, so Musselman huh, sucks. No, I was saying if we're going to go by the same ruling, that if you said that if you lose this many games, if you're not going to the tournament, you suck, I'm just using your words against you. That's all I'm doing. I don't think my Eric Musselman sucks. I think that he was the hotshot coach last season, and he's having a year, and he'll rebuild the Arkansas program, and they'll be fine again. I'm just saying if you think that Rodney Terry sucks because they're a slightly below 500 team in Big 12 play and, again, will be 500 team in Big 12 play, the best conference in basketball if they win tonight, then then Eric Musselman is complete garbage. I don't think that's the case because I don't believe that coaches are defined by one season where they misjudge the players they had on their team. That's me, though. I'm just trying to be the rational person in the room and not throwing them out. And when you keep saying it's a pity hire, are you saying, Dave Ram, that you – are clearly that you know better than everybody unanimously across the board that works for every major pro. Like, they all wanted everyone you talked to. The conversation was, how is he not already the coach? How is he not already the coach? That's not a pity hire. That's a, holy crap, this guy got put into an unwinnable situation and took a team to the Elite Eight. This guy got put in a situation that would have crushed a lot of other coaches and a lot of other teams, and he went to the Elite Eight. That's what he said. Does have we're not if he wins tonight is that promise if we're five hundred in the Big Twelve with this roster is that promise what is promise to you Dave Ram tell me what the promise you want to see because unrealistic expectations should not be the promise the promise is next season the promise is we keep our recruiting class and we look much better next season that's the reality we'll see and and he, RT looks lost on the sideline that's that's your opinion you don't like him you just don't like him. He doesn't look lost on the sideline. He looks like RT's always looked. I, I, I don't, I'm not going with that one. <laughs> Texas says, Patrick, don't let these uh, myopic morons get you worked up. Anybody who's not willing to give Ronnie Terry a couple years is just an idiot. I don't believe they're idiots. I believe they're wrong. I don't believe they're idiots. I believe Dave Ram's a good man. I believe he's gotten his opinion that he's got an opinion that, that Ronnie Terry is not as good as what he is. I think he's got an opinion that Ronnie Terry that does not deserve the position. For any reason and and that's not going to change and unless he wins a national championship or at least gets us to a championship game I don't think Dave Ram whatever I think if he took us to the second weekend five years in a row that would not be enough that's my opinion but maybe I'm wrong I think he wants to see Texas win as much as I do we just have very different viewpoints of I think what he wants to do will help kill the program and he thinks what I want to do would help kill the program we both want to see Texas win I just on the viewpoint that building a program is done by building the program, not by consistently cutting the legs out from underneath it to go up again. Now, Shaka was probably there too long. I can agree with you on that. I like Shaka Smart a lot, but I could have told you he was probably there too long, and I don't think they just had the right coach. I think there was points where he was going to be gone two or three years before he was, but they couldn't find a replacement that was better than Shaka. I think that was more the issue was, well, we can't fire him and not bring somebody else in. And when Chris Beard came along and was available and everything went downhill with Shaka, they said, well, yeah, that's the guy. That's a perfect fit. So I think there was an issue of it got to there eventually because they found the right guy. But when we keep just making up names that don't want to come to Texas pretending that they're the guy, and then the reality is we're going to bring in somebody who's not necessarily the greatest coach and doesn't know how to recruit Texas and doesn't know how to work at a program like Texas. And when I say it's a football school, not a basketball school, I'm not saying that people don't care about basketball. I'm saying that it's second and a lot of these guys don't understand that because they come from basketball school backgrounds because they don't have a gigantic stadium and a gigantic fan base and the best fan base in football. They don't have those things, so they're not used to it. I don't think I don't think he's a moron. I don't think he's an idiot. I think Dave Ram and I disagree about how to get the program there. We both agree he should get another year. But to come out every year and spit vitriol and hatred towards a guy who just go, he's not good enough, and then wonder why the team can't rebound because everyone thinks that they suck so bad. And I think that they could rebound. I think they can win tonight. A game 50-50. You guys aren't even giving that shot. Dexter says, Max A. Smith isn't who he thought he was, uh, would be, just can't play after the competition consistently, which is hurting the team in these close games. Yeah, I agree. That's I I think that's a lot of it, and I like Max Aesmith. I think he's a good guy. I'm glad he came to Texas, but uh, you know it was really what they thought they were going to build is just not what they got, and unfortunately that's what it is. Uh, Texas, we not rebuild at Texas anymore. We just buy them players now. It's all about the Benjamins. You can't like honestly, like look at a guy like Hunter Dickinson for Kansas. If we there's no reason he wasn't here if we had them, like he didn't even look at Texas. And now, I don't know if he would have been the best culture fit or anything else for Texas, but it wasn't like he was he wanted to come here and we couldn't put the money here. And he just didn't want to come here. It, it wasn't a thing. He wanted to go with the best shot to get to the NBA, and he felt the best shot was to go to Kansas. He said, leave in Michigan. I don't like where this is headed. I'm going to go to Kansas. And that's what happened. Now, if we go into next season and you know Dylan Mitchell doesn't go to the NBA and he transfers to another school – and Chris Johnson transfers and, and prior transfers and and Trey Johnson, yeah, we can have a real conversation about, hey, man, this program is in, in bad shape. But pretending that we just assume that it's going to happen because we personally don't like a guy. Because like I, I, I can tell you I not, have not always been the biggest Vic Schaefer fan. I've always had respect for the guy, but I haven't always been the biggest fan. But I'll tell you, I never wanted him fired. I just thought, you know what, this isn't. I'm not his biggest fan. But I'll tell you this, he's doing a great, great job this year. I think he's coach of the year this year in women's basketball. But I wasn't always the biggest fan. Just said, all right, there's some things. Philosophically, I disagree with how he's coaching. But at the same point, he's getting the job done. He knew what he was doing. I didn't want him fired. Uh, (laughs) We selling tickets to the Dave Ram, Patrick Davis MMA fight. I don't fight, man. I just yell on the radio. I just yell on the radio. All right, I'll tell you what. I'm going to calm down. Uh, We'll just take our last break. Uh, we'll come back. Uh, we will get, we'll get. finish to wrap it up the text line. Uh, we may throw in some NBA talk as well if we got some time. I'm sorry. I ran too much about that. Dave Ram knows how to get me riled up. I get that. I appreciate all you guys texting in. Keep it coming. Uh, it's a Tuesday, so it's fun to get riled up. And I think they turned the AC off in the building like at 5 o'clock. So by the time it gets to five I'm getting pretty hot now. I'm starting to sweat a little bit. So I think that adds into all this aspect of me getting riled up not Just you on the don't, don't give yourself all the credit on the tech line. I think it's they're cutting off the AC in the building, and I'm getting hot. That's what's happening. We'll come back though here on the sports complex here on the horn 1019 AM 1260, the horn app, and hornfm.com. The sports complex with Patrick Davis on the horn. Last call, so either hook up now or go home and take care of yourselves. To
1: alcohol. The cause of and solution to all of life's problems.
0: That's what I do. I drink and I know things.
1: Bring a pitcher of beer every seven minutes till somebody passes out. And then bring one every ten minutes. I'm very drunk, and I intend getting still drunker before the evening's over.
0: Back to wrap things up here on the horn. I may need a drink after this. You guys get me all riled up here. I'm telling you, I think it's because AC went off. I'm getting all riled up because AC went off. <laughs> I appreciate all you guys on the text line. Let's try and get to some of these before I got to get out of here. Appreciate you guys. Uh, Texas says, "Don't." doesn't matter who the coach is. They're going to complain. There's some, there's some that will, there's some that will. Uh, It's called patience and a lot of people do not have it. Yeah. Okay. I get that. And I, 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 I I think it's just a different game plan that we want to have. Uh, Texas says, let's put the difference. Maybe we can literally throw money at the problem. Uh, With the defensive players pelting the opposing teams as they try to shoot. Uh, I think that would go with the tortillas. I don't know if that's going to work, but I appreciate it. Uh, I think the haters out there are sending you texts about RT to get you worked up. They always are, man. They're always coming after me. (laughs) Uh, Tech says, uh, I am the camp of. If there's a no brain hire, take them. But if there isn't, let's just give them a couple years. I agree. There is no no brain hire. There just isn't. I don't even know who the coach right now in college basketball is. That, like, if Dan Hurley said, I want to come, then yeah, you take Dan Hurley. But I don't know if, like, there isn't another guy that's, you know, and there's guys that'll have one really good season and then everybody thinks they're the, the next best thing. And that's not quite how it works if anybody thinks that, you know, you've got to build a program and you get to it. Uh, anyone deserves two years? I'm with you there. Uh Brian from the ranch says, I think folks uh, like me are still frustrated that Beard got run out. RT is an important part of the answer, but Beard was a guy to put it all together. I think Beard had a lot of good things. I think Beard was not, you know, the answer that everybody thinks that he was going to be this great win a championship every year coach either. Uh he's a good coach. He's good, but you know, he did some things that he can't do at Texas. Uh, and that's part of it. You just can't do the things he did or, you know, allegedly did or walked away for, you know, you just can't do it. And, you know, th- I, I get that you want to say that, but when you realize uh, when, when you saw what just happened at Ole Miss, how those fans were coming after him against at Ole Miss, those are the types of things that Texas does not want that headache. Uh, and that's just the uh, reality of that. Uh, texter says, how can the NIL be better structured because college football is looking more and more like the NFL, turning students into employees and losing its pageantry? I do not have enough time to get to that in the next 50 or 60 seconds. Uh, but in reality, it just needs to be regulated. You just need to be able to go in and make sure that players. Look, players are going to make money. Players are going to go into it. uh, But I think if once you start regulating it and trying to make sure. And I also think the numbers that people say that they're getting paid a lot of times are completely fabricated to make people hate NIL. There's a lot of times where I've heard from people that work in NIL a guy's making, you know, really good. He's making six figures. Uh, And then someone will come out and say that he made, you know, $7 million. And it's just not true. Like Arch Manning didn't take any NIL money and they still said he made $5 million. That's, that's, we just know that that's a blatant lie. He was projected that he could, but he didn't. So we know that's a lie. So there's that too. You have to figure that out. Uh, Nate says, Nate says some uh, (laughs) uh, caller sticks to fire, says to fire RT, and someone says stick to sports than just hearing the rage from the speakers. Yeah, I, no, I get it. I get it. I get you, Nate. (laughs) Texter says RT is awesome. Uh, Tex says, much more sports entertaining uh, than uh, other people. Uh, Smug, condescending comments. Appreciate that. I don't want to talk bad about anybody else. I don't want to talk bad about that. Uh, I don't need to do that. We don't need to take shots at other people and say their name. We're the best. We don't got to mention the others. You don't look down, right, guys? Uh, Appreciate it. Love the show. Appreciate you, Chan. And Dave Rand, I'll buy you a drink. But, hey, man, we're having a big party in uh, May. I'll tell you that. I can't announce the details yet. But in May, late May, we're having a big party. I'm throwing it. Uh, so we'll have a big party then. I'm inviting all you guys out there. We'll have a good old time. And uh, what did I have against Vic? He showing nothing but promise. I, I, thought he did, uh, I thought he was underachieving and had some tactics I was not a huge fan of early on. Uh, but he, I've seen his progress and what he's done with the program. But I thought he underachieved some early on. Uh, especially in tournament time. I'm hoping he turns that around this year and gets better. Again, didn't want to fire. Just thought there were some things that I wasn't a fan of. Uh, we'll come back tomorrow and do this all over again. Hopefully they'll keep the AC on, man. Uh, until tomorrow, though, be kind, be safe, keep your underwear clean. We'll see you right back here tomorrow for more at Sports Complex. <coughs>